Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. It has been a heck of a start to football season. If you want to bet money lines, overs, unders, parlays, props, and more, then you should head over to betonline.ag. Use our promo code BLEAV50. That's B L E A V 50 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back to On the Edge with Slash. My name is Kyle Ledbetter. Cordell, how are you doing today on this fine Thursday? Good, brother. Can't complain, man. Um, a lot of good football we had this past weekend, and, and, and starting tonight, uh, we have another really good one, really interesting, interesting one, to be honest with you. Uh, Bengals trying to get their winning ways back to put them in a position to contend again. Uh, we know what they say about the losing uh, Super Bowl contender. Uh, what happens with them the next season is always tough. But then you have this Miami Dolphins team that had a very short week of ball uh, that was played. And, you know, it was very hot, you know, from Tua and, and, and his questioning of, of uh, the injury that it seemed as if he took on the football field to Waddle, who's uh, didn't have too much practice to, I'm sure, more than just Waddle. We probably didn't get too many reps. So, you know, considering the rules that Tuesday, sometimes the official off day and, you know, Monday is the day you come in, you know, what did that look like when they went into practice on that Monday to that official day being Tuesday and having to travel to get to Cincinnati that evening on Wednesday to now all of a sudden today have a chance to play in this game and and a few other games out there, you know, we have out there like the Lamar Jacksons of the world, how great he's playing to uh, the Steelers and, and will they be able to find their ways of winning back at home going up against the Jets, uh, even the Buffalo Bills and, and them having to to play this weekend. Uh, will they be able to recover after playing against the Dolphins this past weekend uh, moving forward uh, when it comes to this weekend and, and playing? So, you know, it's a lot of great talk that we have going coming up, but uh Feels good to be back on with you, brother. Let's get it going. Let's get it going. So let's start off with Thursday, of course. Uh, you mentioned them a second ago. The Miami Dolphins are traveling to Cincinnati. Two was going to play, even though he was limited in practice. Uh, Jalen Waddle is going to play, even though I don't think he participated at all. Uh, Armstead's on the injured list. The Bengals have their fair share of injuries as well. Uh, Cincinnati just got a, a nice little breather game last week uh, against the New York Jets. So I, I will defer to you. What are you looking at tonight? Uh, what are you thinking about in the game and, and the matchups and obviously the short week for both teams? Well, the Dolphins have proven that they're capable uh, of winning however they choose to win. Um, not the way people anticipate it. Let's say that part uh, with Tua being able to get the ball downfield, uh, throwing well over five to six passes or more over 20 or 30 yards downfield, which is deep, which are deep throws, which they wondered if he can throw the deep ball um, to this defense, having a chance to play against a really good offense uh, in the high powered Buffalo Bills this past weekend. Will they be able to, with a short week, be able to come in and, and be as stout as they were against this team when starting inside the minus five and stopping them from scoring? Um, you know, it's 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 pretty remarkable to see what they did. And this it's Bengals football team. Like, what Bengals team is going to show up tonight? Um, even though some players didn't play, uh, 
some players not play, but practice, if you will, uh, excuse me, but to some players just being exhausted, you know, how are they going to react to this game tonight? And, and for me, I, I, I just want to see how they respond. You know, this is, this is championship caliber football that we're seeing from the Miami Dolphins at this moment in time, especially from the quarterback position in Tua. Uh, he's been pretty, he's been very efficient. Uh, he's been very effective, most importantly, even though last week, um, 40% of those plays run in the game, 40 minutes of the, of the, of the time played in that game went on the side of Buffalo. Uh, they ran up to 90 plays, which meant the Miami Dolphins didn't have that many opportunities in time to really make something happen. And they took advantage of all that, uh, had control of the game truly pretty much the entire time, made a great stop at the very end, trying to get in field goal position. Uh, the Buffalo Bills did and, 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 and the clock ended up running out. So it was one of those battles that you enjoy. But the question becomes, will they be able to exert that type of energy again against a rested team and the Cincinnati Bengals to be able to go out and produce the way uh, they would like to be able to produce it? And that remains to be seen. It's going to be interesting to watch because I personally don't put a lot of interest in like one game sample sizes. And at the same time, if you look at like what Miami's done so far this year, if they were to win this game tonight and start four and oh, it would be. Uh, one of the most remarkable starts to the season, given that the road they've had to go through and the performances like we talked about on Monday, uh, not just with Tua, but with those receivers and the way they've schemed, despite the fact their running game hasn't been up to snuff and the defense mm-hmm. having like their fourth straight top 10 season so far, like it would be really, really remarkable if they were to pull this off, given the injuries that they have and the short week and everything that we thought about Miami coming into the year. Well, the question becomes, does the Cincinnati Bengals have enough in the secondary to be able to stop Waddle and Tariq Hill? This is the second and third lead receivers, number two and number third, number three lead receivers in the National Football League, those two guys are. And when you think about that, that means that guys are actually having a hard time covering them. And for the quarterback to be able to identify uh, them uh, is, is, is really good, but this this Bengals defense is going to have their hands full. You know, I don't think they've ever seen this type of speed this season uh, when it comes down to it in the end. And, and I just think they they really have a big opportunity to be really good. Cincinnati does, but I just think this is not the time right now because there's just too much in my mind um, for them to handle when it comes down to how well Coach Mike McDaniel is able. Uh, to position these players to be able to create matchup issues, whether it's condensed formations to motions, uh, the ability to identify what concepts of routes being run to are they doing long handoffs, as we've talked about before, with the quick screens, just get the ball in those guys' hands really quick, have them one-on-one with a secondary player, a linebacker, or even a secondary player, uh, to then allow the talents of these athletes to take over. So, the firepower for me with the Miami Dolphins is extremely impressive. And I just want to see what this Cincinnati Bengals team that's really hungry for some consistency. They haven't been able to be as, be as consistent as they wanted to be. I mean, think of their quarterback in Joe Burrow. He's been on his back as many times as Carson Wentz, which is tied to National Football League with being hit 15 times and put on the ground with sacks 15 times in the National Football League. That means he's on his back a lot. You can't throw any good passes when you're on your back. So um, it's, 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 it's something that I'm looking forward to see either 
the Cincinnati Bengals take advantage of when it comes to the, the short of rest and recovery time for the Miami Dolphins to seeing the Miami Dolphins if they can actually get started off fast and make something happen. So when you're watching this from, say, the Bengals standpoint, and you know that they're not having the season that they would maybe like up to this point, and obviously they're sitting at one and two, they've got a 10-day off-day stretch coming up after this. What do you think that, obviously, they've had the short practice week too. What do you think that looks like for, uh, say, Joe Burrow, perhaps? I know you're a quarterback, you're guy who's right. uh, been around these situations. What does that look like? Well, when it comes to preparations, right? Well, mm-hmm. what happens is the week prior, you have to prepare double, right? Meaning you're going to get some looks that are not what you're actually getting ready to go up against sometimes in practice just to mix it in. Like some really important blitzes uh, to – the foundation or the base of what the defense is doing, vice versa with the offense. And you're going to have to implement that in the week prior because there's really no preparation time. Add it up. Once the game is over with, then how does that look when it comes down to a Monday when that's the day to actually watch the game film from the last game? So you're going to have to double up in that beating room of watching a film from the last game to all of a sudden watching a film of the next game. Because you can't get the rest time on a Tuesday, Mm -hmm. right? So if you can't get the rest time on a Tuesday, then how does that work, right? Um, And then you have to travel on a Wednesday. So technically, you have two legitimate days to try to mummify, if you will, walk your way through these practices because you're not going to hit, you're not going to have pads on. You probably just have helmets, shells. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean by shells, it's the pads that you put on that's not shoulder pads, but it's little cushions that you put on your jersey just for protection purposes, and you'll wear some shorts and wear your helmet. And you try to jog, trot your way through it, you know, all the pain, because it's a lot. I won't lie to you. It's a lot. But that's why the workload the week prior is so important. And maybe even the week prior to that is so important, because that's that short week, that that imminent week, meaning that week that's right around the corner, for you to have to be able to get yourself prepared to go and do something. And it's tough. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. (laughs) Yeah, I would imagine that being in that position where you're playing two football games in four or five days is uh, a bit difficult, especially given that, like you said, Joe Burrow's taken a lot of hits this year. And I know, uh, you know, there's obviously sacks are an interesting stat just because sometimes it's on the quarterback. Sometimes it's on the offensive line if you get no protection, but um, obviously he's taken a bunch of hits and the Bengals have been disappointed up to this point. I think I'm still rolling with Cincinnati because I think that even on paper, Cincinnati's got a very strong team compared to, uh, you know, the results that they've shown at the start of the year. I think if you would have said they'd be one and two up to this point, that'd be surprising a lot of people. So I think I'm going with Cincinnati. What do you think in Cordell? I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, there's too many. I mean, there's injuries that are taking place with the Cincinnati Bengals team. You know, whether they're defensive tackle and and uh, Reader, he's he's going DJ Reader. He's going on IR. He's going on IR with the knee injury. Um, mm-hmm. He's a big part of what they do in the interior part on defense. Um, you know, when you start losing players like that and you haven't had consistency, the doubt sets in, right? And they're not playing their best football at the moment, but at the same time, let's just say, you know, the Dolphins are just that much better, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. 
I know it's the home team favorite. You know, we got the we have the week where it's a short week. I just think this is a true this is a true barometer test for the Miami Dolphins to see if this team is real or not. If they get this dub, I think they get the respect from the National Football League, uh, uh, peer, from the fan base to their peers to pundits, as in the media. I think the conversation start being had is this football team's for real, you know, not because they're playing against a, a, a tough team in the, you know, Cincinnati Bengals that w- went to the Super Bowl last year. No, this is because they had a short week to play and they had one of the most battle-tested games this past weekend playing against the Buffalo Bills. I just think overall they just have a better football team, plain and simple. I just think the team is much better, much, much better top to bottom. It'd be big if Tua comes out with a back slash leg injury and all of a sudden wins that game. That would be that would be something else because I know they're playing hurt. I know they're coming into this game. I think it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think the over-unders at like 50 points. I could totally see it going over on this one. It's going to be fun. And uh, if the Dolphins walk out of here 4-0, I imagine uh, we're going to have more to talk about with the team over the next couple weeks because they become the storyline of beating Baltimore, Buffalo, and then Cincinnati on three consecutive weeks. Hey, man, it is what it is, bro. When you're good, you're good. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you can get it done, I mean, I think you ride the wave of making it happen. And why not? You know, I mean, I don't think they're a, I don't think it's a trick. I don't think it's an accident, you know. When your quarterback is getting beat down the way the Cincinnati's quarterback is getting beat down, we knew that was their Achilles heel last season. It's continuously becoming their Achilles heel again. And people aren't scared of them at all. They're not afraid at all. And so being that they're not afraid of them, you have to assume that they're actually going to go out and ball and know that they're going to try to take advantage of everything that they're doing, good, bad, or indifferent. And I just, again, I just think overall – even though Tua's status is uncertain, I still like Teddy Bridgewater coming in to actually fulfill that position to go out and make something happen. Um, he's shown over time that he's really, really good. Um, even though, you know, Miami defense is ranked 31st in the National Football League, you know, when it comes to yards per game allowed, um, they still playing solid enough overall to be able to contend. Um, and so I, I, I'm really not concerned about that per se, because even though that's a stat, they held arguably the top one, two defense offense, excuse me, in the national football league, uh, to the point where I think it was scored 21, 19, something like that. I think it was, they ended mm-hmm. up finishing the game with it, held them to 19 points. Um, so I, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm rocking with them. I'm going by me. You can have the, you can have, you can have the bungles. It's okay. We'll come back on here. We'll see how. I, I'll be okay with the Bengals. I, I'm not the biggest like fan of the Bengals per se. I, I think that both of these teams are going to be fighting it out for wild card spots at the end of the year because of uh, the game we're going to talk you about. You think the next. Dolphins are going to be? You think the Dolphins going to be fighting for a wild card spot? I think the Dolphins are going to be fighting for a wild card spot because I see Buffalo. I'm like that team is totally overwhelming, and every week I'm scared to pick against Buffalo because even though well, Buffalo but- lost this game. They're gonna yeah, win yeah, that yeah. division. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. But they do have five guys player, uh, five guys injured on that defense. You yeah, know, they lost totally five, five players. And I know, and I know they're gonna come back and they're gonna make it happen. But right now, 
the trend looked like with Miami looked like, you know, they have the edge right now. Um, mm-hmm. I Buffalo, totally get that. I, picked it, I, I get Buffalo as being one of the top-notch teams, but to carry that scepter of being the best team in the AFC to repeating this type of football for an entire season, you know what happens when the eye, the bullseye is on you. It becomes really, really hard. But then you know what it's like when people really don't care about you at all to mm-hmm. where they're questioning every single thing about you. And there's a question the football team out there. It is the Dolphins. They are questioned. They've been questioned starting with their quarterback from the top to bottom. And you don't think those guys are fighting for him, let alone fighting with him. So, you know, I just I see it not being a pushover for the Buffalo Bills to win that division. I think it's going to come down to that matchup between Miami and the Buffalo Bills in that second matchup. And that's right around the corner, too, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, to determine the fate, I think, of either team. Because if they win both games, Miami wins both games. A game like tonight becomes very vital for the Miami Dolphins. It's like it's important you stay within your division in winning and beating the team like Buffalo that we know is contending to be the champs again, to then going out side of your division to go now in the conference. So then yeah. once the conference, you end up solidifying with wins with the AFC. Now you have to go outside of conference. And so I think this game tonight is a bigger game, have bigger implications on it, leading up to having a chance to play against the Bills again down the road. So this game for me, and, and, and I'm, just, I'm just putting myself in these guys' position. This is why I said if you're a championship contending team, which – People are afraid to say it because I think the pundits have, you know, got a foot in their mouth because they've been saying so much crazy <laughs> stuff about Tua to the point where now to jump on the bandwagon this quick, they need to see more data. They need to see. They need to have more yeah, analysis. I'm in that camp. I need to see yeah, more yeah. data, not necessarily on Tua himself, but I know what Buffalo is. Buffalo is a wagon. They are a machine, and the first two weeks have shown that. And Miami still feels unknown. But yeah, I think I'm just playing the small sample size thing because everything to start the season says Miami is as good as Buffalo. And we know Buffalo is injured. Yes. So we do know that part. We do know that part. We can't ignore it. We can't get caught up into the moxie of what we know of the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen and 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 and, uh, and the other players on this team. So I just think, you know. Stephon Diggs, I was trying to get out, but I know in the, in the present right now, the better team that's playing really good football in the AFC right now that's consistent and you see them steadily getting better, a lot of people won't agree with this, but it is the Miami Dolphins. They just knocked off arguably the team that most have said is going to be the representing the AFC in the Buffalo Bills. They just knocked them off this past weekend. It wasn't by trial or accident. It was by actual action if you if you will so um you're rolling you know, with miami i'm just saying i mean he's six or seven 240 yards with two touchdowns on passes over 20 plus yards in the second half this season that's Tua Tagovailoa. all mm-hmm. right that's six or seven 240 yards two tds passes over passes over 20 yards in the second half of this season Meaning that in the second half, he's just he's just destroying it. He's he's putting the ball up in the air, and the coaches aren't afraid to do it with him. Again, they're not playing nervous. They're not playing scared. They're playing aggressive. And I think when it's all said and done, again, the formula that they have in place right now is really, 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 really good for the psyche of Tua 
and this offense for us being consistent. And it gives the defense the confidence and the swag to be the Glock fight for that and for them. If the special teams at any moment in time were to step up and give them really good field position, we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We have yeah, no clue what's going to happen. And so I just think for me in the end, if they can continue, they'll be pretty good. Factoring in the idea that I was big on the Chargers and the Chargers are all hurt now, I think Miami's going to be firmly in the playoffs. It's just once you don't win the division, it becomes a little bit of a weird game of back and forth. And it's not not necessarily that I'm not seeing the the positive signs for Miami. I'm definitely in the pro Buffalo Bills camp. And uh, obviously they don't have Micah Hyde anymore. Tredavious White's going to come back at some point. We don't know when you brought up great point about the injuries because that's always going to change the equation as we get deeper and deeper into the season. I do want to move to a topic that I know you really want to talk about, which is one Lamar Jackson over there in Baltimore, another team that's going to be right there at the top of the AFC this year. He's currently number one in passing yards, number four in rushing yards in the league, AFC Offensive Player of the Month in September, and uh, Mm -hmm. he's doing it on a contract year altogether into an incredible three-week start to the season. Yeah, he's doing it in a contract season, and, and, and while experts may not have had him in the top 10, that's blasphemous, if you ask me. <laughs> That's beyond me. That's ludicrous, for real. And I'm yeah, not talking about nah, I'm, I'm with talking you. about in the mind. Who in the hell thought for one second that this player, regardless of how you add it up, can put any one of those – he could take out any one of those players in the top ten, and if you put him in that position, that's starting from the one to the tenth player. From the first to the tenth player, you could put Lamar Jackson in that spot, and I don't think no one would argue with that. But for some reason, they chose not to have him in the top ten. And here it is. He's playing top one. <laughs> How do you like that part? Playing top one in quarterback play. I mean, he has 12 touchdowns by himself, whether it's rushing and passing combined. That's the most of any team in what they have in the entire season so far. He does that. He's doing it by himself. You take him out of the game. This Baltimore Ravens team is suspect at, at best. You know, and I'm not saying average. I said suspect, meaning not good enough to get nothing done. And yeah, so we here saw it last is. year. Yeah, we saw it last year, and here it is. He's out here balling out of his mind, and what more can you say or do to justify what this guy is deserving when it comes to a contract? Okay, so Steve Bashotti and company, and, you know, they sat back and they waited for Joe Burrow, so Joe Flacco, excuse me, Joe Flacco to bet on himself. What does he end up doing? He ends up going to the Super Bowl, end up beating the 49ers. All of a sudden, now here it is. I'm not saying that this kid's going to go out and win a Super Bowl, but the lights out ball that he's playing right now, he's playing some of the best football in the National Football League at that position, and he's winning doing it. There was only one hiccup, and rightfully so. That was by a better team in the AFC and the Miami Dolphins, of course. Coming from behind, being down 35-7, to ended up winning that game 42-35, to but he still balled in that game. He still mm-hmm. gave him four touchdowns across the board. Like, he he was balling out of control. He can't play defense for him. It's not his fault that the defense is the worst defense in the National Football League on so many levels when it comes <laughs> to how they play the game. It's not his fault. So I just look at this to say when it's all said and done in the end, this defense won for this Ravens team. If they can give him just a little bit, the game don't have to be as hard and as tough. It don't have to be as tough. But this defense is really inept when it comes down to the history of what we know about the Baltimore Ravens defenses. 
whether it's the secondary getting cooked and beat pretty bad to up front, they can't make the stops that they need to make. But Lamar Jackson, he is the key. He is the ignition. He is the engine. He is the stern wheel. He may not be the tires, but God dang it, he is the spare in the back, if need be, <laughs> uh, to be able to go out and play. And Lamar Jackson, they're going to pay for this, literally. You know, yesterday's price, as they've been saying lately, it's not today's price when it comes to a Lamar Jackson. When I think it was like 133, I think I saw somewhere yeah. that was potentially on the table for him to, for it to be guaranteed. To yeah, him. Lamar confirmed it that they offered 290, but only 133 was guaranteed, and he turned it down. What? 133 was guaranteed money. Now, all of a sudden, my question in the air, and you can answer it, or even those who are listening can answer this. What is that guaranteed money going to be like if he continues to win the way he's been winning? Even though they lost the one game, as I said, even mm-hmm. though they may show struggles on some side, other side of the football or even special teams, his numbers hadn't wavered. His numbers are steadily getting better every year. He's going on the road to beat a good, a solid New England Patriots, Bill Belichick football team. Okay, and it's not the team of old, but still, that team has enough to be able to compete against Lamar. And I think Lamar going into the game was like 0-4, I think, against the New England Patriots going into that game. So you have to really add it up to ask yourself this question. If you don't pay Lamar Jackson, somebody else will. Do you think someone else will? I say they don't let him get out of town. I think they make sure he's taken care of before it's too late. I don't even think they let it go to the end of the season because if they keep going, it's like the inflation right now. It's through the roof. You know, the market's down, but the inflation is through the roof. At some point in time, it's going to have to come down, but you don't have time to wait to see when it comes down. Like, you're not betting on a guy to lose. You want him to win. And so I think with the inflation going up the way it is in the stock market, his inflation, I mean, this is not inflation. This is this is the reality of who this guy is. He's the MVP of the league at one point in time. Like, Good, oh my goodness! Like, what are we waiting on? I just mm-hmm. think right now, and and, and 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 I get this thing of make him earn it, keep working, keep him focused, dialed in. I like all that kind of stuff. But we also saw Dak Prescott uh, in his one year that he had an opportunity to get something done a couple of years ago, and what happened to him? And then, of course, I think the guild of Jerry Jones ended up causing him to pay Dak Prescott the next year and end up making him a pretty uh, his pockets. Uh, feel and look pretty handsome when it comes to his security of being a starting quarterback for this team for some time, even though Cooper yeah. Rush is balling. But we'll talk about that later. But this 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 Lamar Jackson situation is something that I think this team needs to really address and get done. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it's done during the middle of the season, um, to be honest, because as far apart as they were starting the season, they're even further apart now. Because if they thought what they wanted to give him uh, wasn't enough for Lamar. Wait till it comes down to him wanting a deal if they wait until the end of the season. It's going to be even more because the guys are playing around him really hard. The receivers are making plays. He's making big runs. Glad he didn't first out against, I think, the Dolphins that was last week and, and beat my 80-yard run that I had going back. It's about me for a second here. Um, back in <laughs> 1996 against the Carolina Panthers. But um, he's balling out. He's doing what Lamar does. And it's quiet over there. They're talking about Tua now. They're talking about the Buffalo Bills. They're even talking about Philly over there on the other side in the conferences with the Philadelphia Eagles and how phenomenal Jalen Hurts is playing um, and saying MVP, taught, you know, taunting the MVP, had a great win with Aaron Rodgers against the Bucks. You know, people are talking about that kind of stuff. Um, and so, you know, 
it becomes a conversation piece quietly like, is no one watching and paying attention what Lamar Jackson is doing? You know, is, is anyone watching? Hello? You know, <laughs> hello, is anyone watching him? Because I'm going to tell you, if you don't hurry up and pay him, you're going to have to dig deeper. You know, some people have alligator arms, right, when it comes to digging in their pockets every once in a while. They don't want <laughs> everybody to know how much they got. But you're going to be <laughs> you're going to be down at the bottom of the barrel, if you will, trying to pay this guy because he's going to he's going to ask for a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. And this is who he's been for a while. I know you mentioned the top 10 thing, which for people who don't know, they pulled NFL executives at the start of the season and had them list their top 10 quarterbacks. And surprisingly, the two players who were coming up on contracts, which were Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray, were were somehow not included in that list. And unbelievable. No, it's 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 idiotic because Lamar's been this dude even since the MVP season. The only difference is that Baltimore's team has had a catastrophic number of injuries that 2020 season they had 25% of their roster go on or 25% of their salary cap go on IR and they still were this close to beating Buffalo in the second round of the playoff last year if those John Harbaugh two-point conversions hit instead of don't hit they're the number one seed in the AFC when Lamar Jackson gets hurt and they probably miss the playoffs anyways but they still have that cushion and that sample size, he's been this guy for a while now. And I, there's no doubt in my mind, and there hasn't been a doubt for a while about the fact that he's one of these great quarterbacks in the league. If you're Baltimore, there was some doubt because otherwise, why would you not extend him? Because like you said, the, everyone extends after the third year or the fourth year with two years left on the contract with quarterbacks because the, the price of quarterbacks is always going up. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. I mean, when you look at players on the defensive side of the football and talking about price going up, that means everybody's sitting around watching. You know, he made a statement saying he's having an opportunity uh, to get a, a, an opportunity uh, to watch greatness when it comes down to, and that's Calais Campbell, when it comes mm-hmm. down to watching his quarterback play. And all I know is is everybody sees what's being cooked in the kitchen right now. You know, this is this is this is this thing is hot right now. This is not this thing is just been marinating in a crock pot for some time now. You know, it's that roast, you know, that my family or those red beans that we like to put in the crock pot, let that thing marinate just for a little while. Right. Because, you know, it's beans to be pretty hard every once in a while. That's the people. So you got to let that thing marinate, and soften them up. So by the time you soften them up and get ready to put in the pot and cook it, you know, with some of those, you know, whether it's oxtails or, or, or some sausage, you know, some, you know, all that good stuff. And then you come back with some some blueberry muffins and, and you know, you have some nice little, you know, strawberry Kool-Aid on the side or strawberry Fanta, if you will, or even grape for that matter. Right. You know what I mean? And you, and you sit here, you, you're eating this stuff with your red peppers and your, your green peppers and all this stuff with some good rice. And you just sit down and have a good old time. Eat. That's what we see Lamar Jackson right now, you know putting out there on the table right now for an entree to have a great meal is is this is what we're eating baby and this is what he's putting down he's putting down a gourmet meal to let everybody know this is what we're eating and you have to deal with it in the end because trust me i've been marinating this thing for a second and and, and for you to ignore it and not pay attention to it you know it, it's going to cost them and uh, i think i think the ravens know this i think they're prepared to spend that money uh it, it's it's not too many other places on the team but there's a need to spend that kind of money. Uh, so they're prepared to do it. I just think they're taking their time and getting it done. And I know they want to see Lamar play very well. Uh, it's just from the outside looking in, 
and, 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 and let's just say this without the outside saying the outside looking in, outside looking in is it's not about, and I heard this somewhere before, but I, it's not about the regular season wins, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, especially Aaron Rodgers going one and four in the NFC championship games to even Lamar Jackson. It's not about those guys and Derek Carr even. It's not about winning the regular season games. We know they're going to win regular season games. The question is, what happens when it comes down to the playoffs and winning those games? Because we know Tom Brady's going to win. We know Lamar Jackson's going to win. We know Derek Carr when he get off the snide being 0-3, they're going to win. <laughs> all right, all right, they're just they're just a travesty right now. And Lamar Jackson, if I hadn't mentioned Aaron Rodgers, we know these guys are going to win games. That's not the shocker. We could say that about a Tua, okay, mm-hmm. in all fairness. We can say that. And, and Josh Allen, we, we don't have to say about winning regular season games. We now are looking for our star players to win in those bigger games that then validate, validate them for greatness. And I think that's what maybe they're looking for in a Lamar Jackson is not is he worth it. Of course he is. We all know he is. You know, when going to the table of negotiations, you you know, if you're the one that's having to give, you're always going to lowball. You're not going to, you know, for the most part, for the most part, let's say for the most part. Yeah. But most of those guys that actually get their money pretty fast are guys that have put in the work over time, even though Lamar has, he's gotten them MVP. We don't want him to, to settle and sit, you know, on, on, on the goodness that he does have. We want it to continue to build. And maybe they're just using this tactic to get the best out of him and the most out of him because they know what it means to him. And on top of it, he is negotiating his own contract too. So yeah, for sure. Um, and the good part about it is as a businessman that he is, and he's proven that he is, is he made the statement that, you know, there's no more contract talks after this. Once we don't sign this deal come week one, game one, there's no more contract talks until after the season. And the question becomes, though, what if they offer him what it is that he likes during the middle of the season? Does the contract talks come back on? I mean, that's, that's pretty tricky, right? But I appreciate his resolve and understanding that, hey, if it's not done at this moment in time, let's move on. Let's go play some ball and let the chips fall where they may. You know, and I'll bet on myself. You guys aren't my enemy. We're teammates. It's just business. It's nothing personal. And it seems as if if I'm a bet man, He's not taking it personal, but the competitive spirit and nature of that athlete internally is competing and taking it personal because most guys that come from small beginnings, if you will, and tough times and single parent households and, you know, you know, having tough times in what you do, um, you use that kind of falls right into his wheelhouse, right? Yeah. Of of using that to help him go out and perform at a high level. And and Lamar has been told for like the only reason he was at Louisville in the first place is because people told him, "Hey, you're not a quarterback." And then Louisville told him, "You can play quarterback." And then they told him, "You're not a quarterback." Then he goes to Baltimore and becomes Lamar Jackson. And I think, like you said, from the outside perspective, the reason it's strange is just because this is the tactic we think of with like Kirk Cousins in Washington or Dak Prescott in Dallas. When we and it never him. happened. Mm-hmm. And it never happened with the Kirk Cousins. How many years did he get uh, the franchise tag in Washington? You got and it. then Two all of a years. sudden he gets a, yes, it put what, 23 to 24? I think it kind of jumped in that from 20, low 20s to like mid to high 20s. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden he gets the $83 million deal that was guaranteed. And then they restructured that and gave him even a bigger deal. And so it's <laughs> never become an issue for him. 
But for this guy who's MVP caliber uh, when it comes to st- style and and, 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 and abilities, um, it's, they're it's having a question. Strange. And it's just, it's, it's, it is yeah. strange. And, you know, you don't want to make it something that's outside of the, the parameters of playing and, and greatness because he is asking for a big dollar. But God dang it. Curse cousin, goddamn it! He did get almost two hundred million dollars oh, in the yeah. last four five years, easy, and no one's talking about that piece. Goddamn, what the hell did I do wrong? Talk to me, Kyle. Help me <laughs> out here, bro. Yeah, come well, talk to me every once in a while, bro. Jeez. I mean, people realize that, like, even though I mean, I guess this is a Minnesota thing specifically, but like they said. We have a better chance of just taking it with Kirk Cousins than trying to go find another Kirk Cousins. And Baltimore, by by putting Lamar Jackson out there without a contract, which I assume implicates the possibility that they feel like Lamar Jackson could possibly not be on the team because this is his fourth year. He's had now 18 months to negotiate an extension. And I mean, th- there's something in there that's not getting it done, but... Baltimore is not going to be able to find another Lamar Jackson. That's just not it, possible. It's, I don't. I don't give a damn what they say, how they respond, what they think they're doing behind the scenes. There is no more Lamar Jacksons in the game. All right, this brother has really refined his game this season. He's became more. He's become more accurate. He's running just as good as he has. And and I don't want to sound like I'm that guy. Uh, that's saying I need to see him throw the ball better because he's proven that he can throw the football. This is not even about him throwing the football, but I'm just trying to create a, 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 a bill of goods of why they're waiting to cause these doubts and these types of conversations to be had to determine the reason why Lamar Jackson doesn't have his deal. I had a coach in Pittsburgh say that's backyard football, but that's the style of football that's being played in the National Football League right now today, every day. This mm-hmm. is when I was in Pittsburgh way back when. Back in the mid to late nineties, there was a coach that said, "That's backyard football with Michael Vick," you know. And and, and what happened when they came in and we played against Tommy Maddox? Tommy Maddox may have thrown for four hundred plus yards in that day, a thousand touchdowns. I'm being sarcastic, but that's how yeah. good of a day he had. But that guy single handedly beat us, and we end up tying that game. All right, but that was backyard football. But here it is: that style of football is getting paid. Russell Wilson, two hundred and something million. A Josh Allen who's coming up, two hundred and something million. Let's go and say Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he falls in that category yeah. as well. Kyler $50 Murray. million dollars a year. Kyler Murray, look at his deal. I mean, so, you know, that football is relevant today. And if the Baltimore Ravens have any doubt about this guy's ability, which I doubt that's the case, or even if he's capable, I doubt if that's the case, or even if he's accurate, I doubt if that's the case, or even if he's smart enough, I for sure damn doubt if that's the case. So the question becomes, when the hell are you going to do it? I think it's about that time because the pockets are getting lighter and lighter for you all and heavier and heavier for that guy by the name of Lamar Jackson. Just keep playing, brother. I'm, I'm a fan of it. I love watching it. And um, Eight's been doing a good job, man. You know, he's he's being himself. He's not shying away from who he is and how he represents himself, his family, his community, and also the Baltimore Ravens. I think they saw that. And they appreciate it because he matches the mentality of that that area over there and Owens Mills and Randallstown in that area. And, and I think the east side or the west side of, of Baltimore, um, you know, he's now become that Ray Lewis on the football team, so to speak. And, and you know, you've got to lock him in and keep him around. And I think he's proven that he's capable. And I think he will continue to do that and, you know, give the man his money. Give the man his money. <laughs> Before the the Brinks trucks 
and the bank has to shut down because he's going to ask for a lot. And no one else is going to want to give it to him because no one else may not be able to afford him. Balt- and what I mean by that is the Baltimore Ravens can't afford to lose him. Mm-hmm. Because what's next? The young kid behind him? <laughs> the, the young kid behind yeah, uh, him. You mean, what's that, Huntley? Huntley? <laughs> yes, Huntley. Don't get me wrong. In the preseason, he played really good. And every time they need him to play, he's come in and done well. I think they're juggling the ball right now and trying to figure out, you know, with with this young kid Huntley and playing the way he played probably during the preseason to the things that they ask of him in the past is pretty similar. But it's not Lamar Jackson. Okay? Yeah, nah. It's going to get done. Man, it's going to get done. Well, I'm, I'm throwing it out there because I don't want no one – I wanted to try to figure out if there's not a piece to this puzzle that's a little odd. And I think maybe – the juggling act to try to figure out for my dollar because see this is about dollars and cents. This is not about ability. All mm-hmm. right, let me just make sure this is, conversation is understood. This conversation is not about Lamar Jackson's excuse me ability. This is about money. All right, when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, you know it's not saying that he's not good enough. A lot of times, some guys outprice the market with certain teams to where they pretty much can't afford him. To where if they give him all the money then they struggle elsewhere when it comes down to drafting or free agency or restructuring, right? I think they're prepared to do this, honestly. Um, But it's getting steeper and steeper for them at the end of the day when it comes down to what Lamar Jackson's worth is. And and, and he could arguably be paid paid as the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League. And I'm talking $50 a year with Aaron Rodgers to 50 and a half, something Mm -hmm. like that with maybe 200 plus million guaranteed money and, 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 and be done as we talked about before we came on, maybe a five to six year, you know, deal, you know, something extended, but it's really about the guaranteed money. The bigger package is backloaded when you're able to get that type of money up front, guaranteed wise, it's backloaded because now, Within that three to four year span, that 200 million guaranteed, along with the salary that you'll be getting, is enough for that team to be able to go and finagle a few other deals, whether it's restructuring, whether it's trades, whether it's draft picks, however, and that kind of falls into play when it comes down to uh, how they finish in the season. But then trades can come into play to be able to piggyback and get some other stuff on the back end, some other kind of way mm-hmm. if you do trades and things of that nature. But, you know, that kind of money will, I think, you know, have to afford a six, four, five to six, maybe seven year deal to where the bigger picture is going to be big, but the upfront money is going to be big. But most importantly, the big money will come on the back end to where eventually you'll be able to restructure, similar to what we've seen many quarterbacks like a Joe Facco, who was there in that situation where he bet on himself, got good money up front and also restructured after a few years and got even more money and wasn't playing any better than a 500 quarterback after that Super Bowl season. <laughs> so, so Kirk Cousins, um, so they can just do what Kirk Cousins is doing in Minnesota where he just keeps getting them big one-year extensions to restructure the deal. Yeah, yeah. But but I don't think Lamar will will settle for a franchise tag. I don't know that number, and, and excuse me for not, for not identifying it, but I know it won't be a small – it could be, what, any mid-30s? It's uh, usually it like down. an average of top five, so it changes every year. We can see what the franchise tag number is going to be. Yeah, so if you're looking at top five where you got 50 by Aaron Rodgers, you got 49 uh, 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 oh. by Dangerous. You I know, got what, you. What you so, so the franchise tag number for 2023 is projected at $45 million. 
So, so you know, that'd be one year. He could he could play that game, but then all of a sudden cause them. Uh, you know, I mean it, that. I mean that's not a bad number for one year, but no one wants to work on one year deals. Not no, a Lamar course. Jackson, a Kirk Cousins. Uh, 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 who came in at the expense of what RG3 wasn't able to do, whether it be injuries or his inability to, to play well. I mean, he figured he should have been the first quarterback taken in that same draft that that that, that uh, RG3 was taken in. Uh, but it was a battle with Daniel Snyder and, and Coach Mike Shanahan. And, you know, and I want Jake this Gruden. guy. He wants that Jake Gruden, Gruden. And, you know, all of this kind of stuff, fiasco of a stuff was going on to the point where they end up, I think taking care of uh, Kirk Cousins those couple years of getting, you know, those mid-20s and franchise tag money uh, for Mm -hmm. two years to then all of a sudden get that big money with Minnesota and and getting rid of – who who was my my quarterback's name? You have Kirk Cousins there and Case Keenum. Uh, They end Mm -hmm. up getting rid of Case Keenum, who Case Keenum, I think, end up getting them, correct me if I'm wrong, to the NFC Championship game by actually uh, uh, beating the Saints uh, in that game. And he played good enough to be able to uh, to get that team somewhere. And guess what? It wouldn't have cost them that much money to keep a Case Keenum around, but they chose to go with Kirk Cousins. I digress mm-hmm. on that story because yeah. I was running a, I was running a big deal on this. A six-pack of Case Keenum. That was my guy <laughs> back in the day. I love me yeah. some Case Keenum. He got that money uh, from Denver. He got that money in the end. I know Denver was a much lesser team than what the Vikings had on offense and defense, yeah, but he got so that it money. Was, it, was, it wasn't set up for him to succeed. I mean, no. it was set up for him to become a starter, but not to succeed. You know, some of these trades and some of these moves that are made are just a, you know, that's a purse to fill in that boy where that money is just allocated for that quarterback. Good, bad, or indifferent. It's going to be okay because it's less than what we would have to give in that year if we had a franchise player anyway. So the team wins from a business standpoint. So they bring in a Case Keenum and give him that money in Denver at that time. Here it is, Kirk Cousins. They were looking longevity-wise because they saw the upside, the value in a Kirk Cousins, which allowed him to get umpteen millions of dollars, roughly close to $200 million over a five, six-year span. And here it is, Lamar Jackson, who's a much better player, uh, means more to the, to 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 his team in a sense of what they're capable of doing, and he's having to fight to get the real deal when it comes to his dollars. Kyler Murray got his. Why can't Lamar get his when he's been the NFL uh, MVP uh, a few a couple years ago? So uh, it remains to be seen. And again, the pockets are getting bigger, and, and uh, as Barry White said, deeper and deeper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's what's going on with the pockets. It's getting that way. Yes. So so the rules are still the same for franchise tags under the new collective bargaining agreement, which is like you can get franchise tag two years and then the team can't franchise tag you anymore. So Lamar Jackson, if he were to go the full franchise tag route, would get two years, $100 million fully guaranteed, and then he would hit totally unrestricted free agency. If that's the route Baltimore went down, it would be two years at $100 million fully guaranteed, and then he could sign wherever he wanted for whatever the market says he's worth, which... Now, that's not the- a bad deal. Yeah, yeah Mark would be the highest paid, to your point, would be the highest paid, but that's not a bad deal. Two-year, $100 million deal? I mean, hey, guaranteed? Hey. <laughs> that's why Baltimore's <laughs> got to give him 20, uh, $200 million guaranteed to make it worth his while to, to sign that deal. One, that's my point. That's all I'm saying. I mean... Guaranteed money. I'm not talking about full contract. We're talking yeah. guaranteed money. Guaranteed. So uh, guaranteed money, bro. So again, 
two-year deal worth $100 million, guaranteed money. That's probably one of the bigger deals. That's bigger than what Aaron Rodgers is getting when, in principle when you really add it up in the end. That's $100 million guaranteed money in two years of play. That's not a signing bonus, but that's just – that's yeah. guaranteed. That's not a signing bonus. It's just guaranteed. And that's not including a signing bonus you'll get in that third year from someone. Mm-hmm. That may be – that two hundred million or more dollars, which means in three years he's made four hundred million dollars. No one would have ever been able to make that kind of money in the National Football League, unless you're someone like, let's just say, uh, my guy Patrick Mahomes, which his money uh, over the ten year span of five hundred, I think right at five hundred million dollars. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. In two years was not was nowhere near that close to to mm-hmm. uh, being able to be had in three years. If he was to sit here and let's think about that, let's just hypothetically speak here. If he were to accept the franchise tag for two years, guaranteed 100 million bucks, and he goes and balls out, and he gets to the mid to the latter part of his 20s, this game for mobile quarterbacks can last up to 35 or older, especially the way the game is now to where you're capable of evolving into becoming a good pocket present quarterback if you're one that's really a mobile quarterback, Kyler Murray. Lamar Jackson, those guys are extremists. Even sometimes Josh Allen, they can all can be extremists when it comes down to running the football. And then the short-lived lifespan of a mobile quarterback can kind of set in because they are so mobile and they do aggressively run the football. But the game is not set up to where guys can, you know, be injured in a way that it was back in the day with me with running the ball too much and getting 3,000 yards was a big deal in the season. Well, nowadays, it's like it permits you to run. You know, mm-hmm. it, it allows you to be able to take some hits because, you know, the hits won't be as violent. So to get a two-year deal, $100 million, guaranteed money, with a chance to go somewhere else to get 160 because that number is just steady going to go up, to $200 yeah. million guaranteed, that's that could potentially be, hypothetically speaking, and just for the sake of conversation, dreaming for a moment. It's just you and I here, Kyle. No one else is listening. Yeah. That could arguably be almost $400 million, bro, in three years. Yeah, I said in three years, right? Yep. Three. Get One, it guaranteed. Two, yes, guaranteed. Guaranteed money. Unbelievable. So he's in the driver's seat. You know, stay healthy, continue to play the way he's been playing. I'm anxious to see how this thing unfolds. But uh, it's about that time they go ahead and give this guy his money because, uh, you know, he's well-deserving of it. And um, I think this game they have coming up, uh, it's it's going to be a really good game, and um, to count them out, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And um, he's going to get his money. They just better hurry up and come on before it get too late. That's what I'll say. Because who they have coming up this weekend, Craig? Remember, they got Buffalo. They, have, uh, they got Buffalo. They got Buffalo in Buffalo. No, they're uh, at home. Actually, in they're in home. Baltimore. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. They're gonna. They, that's going to be a tough game for Buffalo. That's going to mm-hmm. be a tough game because I think. This secondary falls right into the hands of what Lamar is capable of doing. Um, I think eight man. I mean, eight man fronts for Buffalo. You know, with this secondary not being as good as they were, um, um, I, I just think it's going to be another really good game for Lamar. I just think he's going to. I mean, I'm just, I'm just process. I'm kind of going in my space of a quarterback when I know this secondary is just not that good. Yeah. Um, touchdowns thrown to ran. Um, I think this is another three to four game touchdown 
combined for Lamar again, and the value is going to steadily go up. And um, you know, he's got, setting himself up well. He's setting himself up so well to where it scares me almost. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. You know, you got you know you got Ronnie. I think you got the Pro Bowler and left tackle Ronnie Stanley, who's uh, he practiced you know, he's all had week this week practices, for the first time. You know, so he's really close to returning. Um, you know, he's a pro bowler. So you get him in, how much more effective will that be for Lamar? You know? Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces on this team, you know, that are really, really close. Um, you know, you still, what's going to happen is you're going to have like a fourth string player filling in uh, for Stanley if, if, if he's not in, but Hey, that's what's been going on up until this point anyway. So it's been it going on for two years because Stanley's had back-to-back major. Mm-hmm. I think he had a knee injury and an Achilles injury back-to-back. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's yes, been a couple yeah. years like that. Mm-hmm. Been a couple years like that. So I, I just say um, just keep on pushing, keep on striving, keep on doing it. Let's go to work. He's going to be all right. I'm liking it so far. I really am. I'm liking it so far. He's going to get his money. I'm anxious to see this thing. I am almost feel like I got paid. Yeah, he's going to get his money. And uh, coming up after the Buffalo game also, they got the week after prime time Sunday night against the Bengals. Yeah, oh, yeah. Back-to-back, yeah. two big ones for Baltimore. And that and that's going to be a really good one. And I think that one they're playing in, in, in Cincy, right? That one uh, week five in Baltimore. And then I think in like Baltimore three again. weeks later. And then it goes to the Giants. They got the Giants at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they got the next two games. At home, let me see here. They got their next two games. Yes, they got Buffalo at home, one o'clock game and a one twenty game, a night game. I think that's probably a Sunday night game against Cincinnati mm-hmm. um, on NBC. Uh, that's going to be a really good game. And then they have the Giants on the road, and then they have Cleveland at home, Tampa on the road. Um, yeah, so it's it's going to be it's just it's going to be really good. It's going to be interesting. And I mean, these are games that he, he has total control in. Like, he's not afraid of Buffalo. Uh, he's for sure not afraid of Cincinnati. Uh, the Giants, they're kind of they're on the borderline of having a chance to look good, play good, but look good, finish bad, not good. Cleveland, um, I like I like what they're doing. Tampa is going to be a tough one. New Orleans, Carolina, Jacksonville, Denver, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, playoff. Uh but he's he's positioned well to have a chance to really make a good run to get a big 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 payday, you know, if he can continue this run and uh, stay healthy. Yeah, and we're gonna see what happens this week with the yep. with the Bills and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's roll through a couple of the games going up this weekend too. Uh, before we head on out for the weekend, start off. Yep. Cleveland is playing at Atlanta this week. You know, Atlanta. I mean. I don't know who they are, um, to be honest, when it comes to what's their identity. Uh, I think Cleveland has shown that, played good, solid defense, um, to being able to run the football uh, and, and allow Jacoby Brissett with being a hitter down the distance and dink and dunk. I thought he did a phenomenal job against the Steelers last week for doing that. And uh, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns in that one. We mentioned uh, Kirk Cousins a little bit while talking about Lamar. Vikings are playing the Saints this weekend. That's in London. So I'm out on the West Coast. That's 6.30 in the morning if I want to get up and watch some football. 
uh, the Vikings are three point favorites against the Saints. The three point favorite against the Saints. I tell you what, you know that's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings in this one. Uh, I think I think their firepower and and what they're able to do. Um, when it comes to the receiving core, the defense, I just think Jamin Winston, Jameis Winston turns the ball over too much. I think he sometimes forces it. I know Kamara and company. I know uh, Tyron Matthew in the secondary, you know, Jordan on the D-line. You know, there's a lot of good names on this football team. But when you turn over too much, I think you give your team an inability uh, to have an opportunity to win. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to ride with. Kirk Cousins and his, all this money that he's got. So I'm going Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Let me write Kirk down Cousins and his $200 million for one Brother, playoff win. Big time. <laughs> big bucks, no whammy, baby. Big bucks, no whammy. We got Jacksonville at Philadelphia this weekend. Oh, man. Ah, that's a good one. That's a going home part for the head coach, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Doug Peterson going back Doug to Philly. Peterson. Yeah, going back to Philly. Philly. Um, I tell you what, Jacksonville's playing really good football. Uh, I think their quarterback um, is 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 really playing lights out. I think they're playing inspired football across the board uh, when it comes down to playing. But I just think um, Fletcher Cox and company on that defense to – uh, Jalen Hurts and his receiving core, uh, they've really been playing some really good football. And it's hard to go on the road to play in Philadelphia when this fan base is really chanting for their quarterback, MVP, MVP. <laughs> Truly right now, Lamar, uh, Lamar, um, Jalen Hurts is really playing some really, 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 really nice, clean I'll go out and say it's sexy football right now when it comes down to how he's throwing the football on the field, uh, the runs that he makes, and and when he does it, you know, it's really nice, you know. Um, and it become it makes me giggy inside and really, you know, excited inside because he's doing it with such authority right now. And, and, and when I say that the style of football that they're playing is, is really good, it's like – He's a mobile quarterback, but he's as effective throwing it, you know, and he's doing it consistently, and his guys are playing for him right now. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing um, out of them. And, and you know, sometimes some stuff just looks so good with how teams play. It just looks it's – just really, it's really nice, you know. And, and I think you can dive into it to say – that it's 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 got the right curves on it, right? It's walking in the right heels. It's got the right hair. It's got the nice blouse on it. It's really looking really nice when it comes down to how Philadelphia is playing on both sides of the football. Coaching the confidence is across the board, perfect. I can't say enough about Philly. To be honest with you, I cannot mm-hmm. say enough about Philly. Um, they arguably is playing the best football overall. Even though I gave it to Buffalo last week. We see where they've fallen off in all fairness. Um, but this team is steady right now. And, and, and Philadelphia, the way they play football up there, when it comes down to being tough and rugged, the energy of Jalen Hurts, I think, is really the piece to this puzzle and the key to this ignition that's really lighting a fire under everyone around him. And, and that's all they talk about is his leadership and how he's been in the locker room. When they're winning games, 
they always he's always pointing out they left some stuff on the table, you know, there's still food to eat. You know, that 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 that's what you rarely hear from your quarterback when it mm-hmm. comes down to breaking the team down in the locker room after a win, which is enough is still not enough. Because if we're trying to get where we're going, we gotta play much better. And hats off to number one and Jalen Hurts and how he's getting it done, bro. Good football, great football. I'm going to Philadelphia head it lights out. I'll shout out Trevor Lawrence on the Jaguars side. He won Offensive Player of the Week this last week. It's the first time since David Garrard in 2010 that a Jaguar won Offensive Player of the Week. So he he had a big old game. That's huge. And you got to compliment him too because he had it tough over the last year, man. It's, I mean, Urban Meyer, uh, he, he didn't serve himself. And his legacy and what he's been able to do, whether it's coming from Florida to going to Ohio State, uh, when it comes to being a football coach, you know, he didn't he didn't do himself any justice, nor did he did Trevor Lawrence any justice or that team. But I think right now, uh, Doug Peterson is really, 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 really getting the most out of their young man, being one of the most winningest quarterbacks in, in, in the state of Jordan's history. Uh, and, and to see him back to winning ways and his confidence is back and his swag is back. You know, he's playing that type of football, too, right now. But I just think defensively, they match up well of what they're trying to do in Jacksonville. I think that's going to be too much for them. And I think offensively, uh, I don't think that defense has enough to stop them. I'm going with Philly. We got Washington at Dallas this week. Cooper Rush trying to win his third game in a row. And he's actually favored once again to, to get three straight wins for the Cowboys. Well, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz has been on his back uh, a lot tied with uh, Joe Burrow with 15 sacks so far up until this point, which leads the National Football League when it comes to hits on the quarterback. Um, I'm going to actually sit up here and go, it's it's the Minnesota Vikings. Who is it in Minnesota and, and, and Dallas Cup? I'm going with Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is really in the rhythm uh, right now. And uh, while they're saying it's not a QB controversy, controversy because of what Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott has been able to get for his contract is concerned. Mm-hmm. If this was a contract year and there was an injury, the way right now Cooper Rush is playing, because he's really <laughs> playing some really good football to be an undrafted quarterback right now in this system. And uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, for for people who are trying to buy into Jerry Jones's quarterback controversy situation, there there is no realistic scenario where the Cowboys can at move all. off of Dak Prescott for the next two at seasons. All. At all, at all. But but you can argue that the way he's playing in comparison to the way Dak has played played over time, even though it's just a small sample size, it still looks extremely clean and really good. It's sexy yeah. too. The way he's playing is really good coming off the bench having to play in, in this situation is causing Dak Prescott to try to come back sooner. You see it in the paper, right? I got to hurry to get back. The dude's trying to take my mojo, <laughs> right? So, I, I, But I'm going with Dallas because I like their – that's a healthy situation for a football team to have your starter be your guy. And when I say be your guy, meaning the contract indicates it, but yet you have someone on the back on the, in the second spot that can actually come in and keep the chains moving. And, and that's what you hope if – Tua Tagovailoa is not playing in Teddy Bridgewater. We saw how he played when he had to fill in this past week. You don't want those. You want to be able to complete the pass, keep the change moving to where if Tua doesn't come back, he can. I think you have that in Dallas with Cooper Cup being able to fulfill that void if need be continuously throughout the season to get it done for Dallas. I'm going with the Cowboys. 
We got the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Jets this week. What do you think? Kyle, without going any further, bro, I'm going to Pittsburgh this week. I'm going with Pittsburgh. I can't go with the Jets and go walk into the city dealing with these people. And they <laughs> see hey, I'm going with the Jets, even though I'm not going with them at all. It's not even a thing of, well, you're just saying that because you're coming to Pittsburgh. Now, I've been riding with Pittsburgh every week. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm getting a chance to go back this week. I'm getting a chance to see Mr. Rooney and the and the company and the crew. And I got security there that's going to be there with me that, that, that's been dealing with me for years that are still there in Pittsburgh. I want these people to make sure I'm real good and secure. You know, because these people can act a plum fool up there in Pittsburgh when they want to. So, you know, what do you think I'm going to pick here? Like, come on. Is there any analysis you need from me? But I'll say this. The inability to run the football in Pittsburgh is something that needs to be corrected. Um, the inability to get to the quarterback, for obvious reasons, T.J. Watt is not there. They've only had two sacks over the last two weeks. And I think both those sacks actually happened in this last game against the Cleveland Browns. If they don't get that fixed, as well as when Mitch Trubisky plays the game, there's been times where he stepped up in the pocket, take off and go. I'm going in coaching mode right now. I wasn't coaching my <laughs> You got to go. Don't wait to see who comes open. The heck with oh, who's open. You'll get them later. But let's just keep the change moving. Right, I'm saying it like I'm on a team. Keep the chains moving. I'm having a, I'm having a talk with the fan base here and people. <laughs> let's keep the chains moving. Come on, let's go, let's go. It's, the clock is ticking. Let's go. We have time to process this thing. Let's go. I'm going with the Steelers against the Jets. All right, we got Titans at the Colts this week. Division matchup. Ooh. The teams that most of us think we're going to be at the top of the division. Obviously, the Jaguars there right now. What do you think? You know, we, we, we saw this this team play really hard against a high-powered offense in the Kansas City Chiefs this past uh, uh, week there in Indy. Um, it came down to Matt Ryan making a clutch throw in the end to put them up ahead to actually win that game against the Kansas City Chiefs. You see Patrick Mahomes and offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy kind of going back and forth for figuring out, you know, what can they do, what could have they done uh, to, to go in, when going in half to either throw a Hail Mary pass and try to make something happen or sit on it and, you know, the latter was, excuse me, what took place. And, and I think you saw the, the the going back and forth, the bickering. That being said, that was stopping the passing game. We know what Tennessee is. Tennessee is a running football team first. Ryan Tannehill, yes, he's capable of throw, making some good throws. And this is a division game. So there's a lot on it. Um, this is an offensive-minded offensive guy. Uh, versus a defensive-minded guy at the head coaching position. I'm going with Mike Vrabel in the interior of this team, being able to play on both sides of the football. It's going to come down to, I think, can Tannehill not turn the football over? Mm-hmm. You know, if he can hold on to the football and not turn it over, get Chris Henry in the back, a dose of what it is he needs, which is the pill. Right. Um, that's the football that is when I say the pill. Yes. Yeah. And be able to get downhill, I think, impose their will on this team. I think they'll have a chance to go on the road and get a good win. So I'm going with Mike Vrabel and his ability uh, to be physical in the trenches in comparison to what Indy's capable of doing, because that falls into their hands as far as them being able to try to throw the football down the field. You saw them play really good against that. Run the football, keep Matty Ice iced on the sideline. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. How about the Denver Broncos at the Las Vegas Raiders this week? Well, this Raiders team is pretty bad right now. Lost three straight this year, bro. Only uh, team. Only team in only the league. Team. 
Yeah, and everybody's been talking about this Derek Carr and Devontae Adams love affair. Huh? How's that worked out so far? Um, whoo, man, this Broncos, uh, you know, on an average is 31st in the National Football League um, when it comes down to just their ability to do anything. Uh, points per game. They're dead last in the National Football Well, second to last, dead last in the National mm-hmm. Football League when it comes down to it. And defense has given up on an average 12 points a game um, in Denver. Um, I think if they were to find the recipe on offense, and this is just my opinion, to run the football, as I said about Tennessee, because we saw when they ran the football coming deep out of the territory, they ran the ball when they start trying to become creative with throwing this thing, it's not working. But run a football, play action pass, get the guys open by causing guys to come up. Defense keep being stingy. You know, I think they hold this Raiders football team, even though Derek Carr is not afraid of them, but they still 0-3 right now. They still try to figure out this offense with Josh McDaniel. I'm going with Dangerous and uh, the Broncos. All right. And we got finally the Chiefs Uh-oh. and the Bucks Sunday night. In Tampa, fortunately, Tampa didn't get the brunt of that storm. The people just south of them in Fort Myers are obviously devastated by the storm. Uh, what do you make about yeah. Chiefs and Bucks on Sunday night? I'm not going against Tom Brady at home. <clears throat> I'm just not going to do it. Um, I just think this Chiefs team is trying to figure themselves out. Uh, I think defensively, they're really stingy and very aggressive when it comes to being able to hit you in the mouth. Uh, Kansas City just hadn't figured it out yet. I think losing Tariq Hill really hurt them because now the attention is really one-on-one, if if you want to really say that. Uh, When it comes down to matchups in the secondary in these receivers, um, I think Tom Brady prevails in this one. Uh, I'm going with Tom Brady in that that defense uh, and how they play. I think Leonard Fournette gets out this week. I know they're struggling up front when it comes to health and having continuity. Um, but I'm going with Tom Brady. You're not going to find me betting against Patrick Mahomes. My man. I, I, I got That's my I guy. Gotta... Now, that's my guy, too. That's my guy, too, now. I yeah. like him. That's my. That's Patrick Mahomes. I picked him to do well in the AFC, especially in that division. But I just don't see them beating my man, Tommy. You know, I, I know what you mean, but I got I got one football jersey back there, and it's a Patrick Mahomes jersey. That's that's the only one I will buy. That's the one nepotism. I will wear. They call it nepotism. <laughs> that's what they call it. I know it applies to your kids, but since you have a jersey, I'm gonna throw that in there for you. That's what they call that. So yeah, I know. You know I that's know. a bias. That's a bias. It's okay. It doesn't. Make it's hard. It, make I know the Bucks are favored. I know the Bucks are who they are. It's just so hard to bet against the best quarterback in the NFL and the greatest offensive coach I've ever seen. Kansas, Kansas City is not who we thought they were, and we let them <laughs> off the hook. Is that what they say? Uh, is that what they say? On. I mean, they, they weren't exactly awful. They they, they they lost they to the Colts. I know, but like they weren't awful. They weren't good either, bro. I mean, come on, forget about it. I mean, this, 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 you know, we know Tampa had a really tough part game in this last game that they played in. Tampa played against, um, in this last, uh, against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, Green Bay got out on them fast and it came down to a two point conversion, uh, but got a penalty because of delay of game and put them further out, which they were about to hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette. 
And of course, when guys pull off, it looks as if, man, if he'd have had it, he probably would have scored and got a two point conversion. We go into overtime. That's how close it is when it comes down to it. And I just say that uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to, 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 to fix their woes that fast. Eric Benham is my brother. I love him to death. He knows it. But I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with old Tommy, you know, the Brady Bunch. I get it. Brady, I think I, the Brady Bunch goes out and they get it done. And I know you got that jersey in your room somewhere. I'm pointing over there where you say you have it. Over there somewhere. <laughs> Uh, but uh, forget about it, as they say on the East Coast, up Northeast. Forget about it. No, it's, it's going to it's going to Tampa, Tom. I guess I'm I'm gonna roll with Mahomes until the wheels fall off. I guess that's Let's just that's it. my problem at this point. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I got you, brother. You're not wrong. I got you. This has been another episode of On the Edge with Slash. Thanks again, yep. Cordell. We'll we'll check in again after Week Four. How's that sound? Yes, sir. Talk to you soon, Kyle. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.